Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Daily Run, the Run of the Mills podcast, as we go through the book of Romans. And we are in Romans chapter 12, and I was going to do a big recap today, to tell you the truth, and go back and, and remind you about all the things we've talked about. And I still want to do that, but I don't want to go into the depth I was going to do as like a big, major recap. I just wanted to remind you that, you know, as we study the book of Romans, my hope is, again, I've said this numerous times, that I hope that you're getting a grasp of it to where you know what chapter one is about. When we talk about what chapter one's about, you'll you'll remember Paul saying uh, that, you know, he is not ashamed of the gospel, for it's the power of God for salvation who all believe, and how that one statement then kind of launches him into what happens for the rest of the chapter, talking about men being without excuse and men suppressing the truth and unrighteousness, how all creation testifies that there's a God. And then he, remember, he has that big list that he ends with that is is basically pointing out that there, um, there are people that sin. Men are blatant, obvious sinners. And they, those who practice such thing, he says, are deserving of death. And then he goes on to talk about those who uh, condone those who who practice such things. And he talks about those who are judgmental about those people that practice such things and think highly of themselves by comparison and saying, you know, you're guilty too. You do the same things. And then he goes on to chapter, uh, ch- chapter two, talking about, you know, what about the Jew? What about the super religious person? And then chapter three, summing it up that we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And then chapter four, talking about, remember that a righteousness apart from the law the faith of Moses and the the, uh, the picture we have there of not being saved by following the law, but our salvation through uh, through faith, uh, by grace through faith. And then uh, chapter five, we have that, remember that example of um, how sin entered the world through Adam. And so sin would could be removed by the second Adam being Jesus. In chapter six, you know, that, uh, you know, no longer um, being a, uh, being uh, bound by the power of sin, but free from the power of sin. And um, in chapter seven, you know, being free from the preoccupation with sin, have I done, you know, have I done enough um, to earn my way to heaven? You know, not, not, not living with that. Have I done enough, but instead living, uh, living, living for the Lord and in that freedom and that uh, confidence of our salvation, you know, chapter eight, talking about, uh, talking about walking, you know, living in the spirit, not by the law and chapters nine, 10 and 11, talking about God's dealings with Israel, past, present and future, and uh, how that ties into um, our walk and ties into uh, the church. And then of course we get to chapter 12, we start talking about as a Christian, what should we do? Uh, My Bible actually says like, um, behave like a Christian is the subtitle. And I love that for the section um, that we're in right now. And so he says this in verse 13, because remember, we've been talking about the things he's been saying to do, rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, continuing steadfastly in prayer. And then verse 13, he says this, distributing to the needs of the saints. And, And so this is one of those things I think that is important to talk about. And a lot of people have a misunderstanding about this. On Facebook, I'm a member of a group called Christians Helping Christians. And most of the time it's people on there asking for some sort of prayer or whatever, but occasionally there's people on there asking for financial help. And, and this is always a challenging thing. And they're, they're, I, I almost always, when I see it, I almost always ask them the same question. Have you contacted your church? Um, and this is something that when I was a pastor, people would come to our church on a regular basis and ask for money. 
um, for lots of different reasons, but usually they had um, a big story about why they were in need. And, uh, and so they would give me the story. And the sad thing was, is generally speaking, um, the majority of the people that I spoke to um, were not really in need. They were, um, they had something else going on. Um, a lot of people that were, um, when you offer them assistance, they weren't interested in assistance. They just wanted, they just wanted money. Um, and we would not give them money. Um, we might say, bring a bill in and we will help you pay the bill, but we're not going to give you money. Um, in fact, I, there was a time where I had somebody call me and ask for, they said they needed $200, uh, for a, for a particular, um, electric bill, I think, or they, or we were, you know, they said, or they're going to turn the power off. And I said, well, uh, through our organization, we don't have, we don't give out $200. We have so many people in need we give out $100 and we will pay the, um, we'll pay the electric company directly. And the person got angry with me and said, I don't need a hundred dollars. I need $200. And I said, well, this is what we can do. We can give you a hundred dollars. And they got angry again, saying, I don't need $200. I need a hundred dollars. And I was trying to explain to them, like, I'm giving you a hundred dollars. I know you need two, but I'm getting you halfway there. Um, and eventually they got angry and hung up on me. And now I don't know, quite know what all the backstory was, but I thought, how strange is that that you're offering somebody to pay half of their bills and they get angry and hang up on you because you're not paying their entire bills. But there seems to be this idea that Christians are supposed to pay for other people's problems, that Christians are supposed to support um, people that are lacking in um, the ability to pay their bills or whatever. Uh, a lot of people have this idea, um, but I think it's a faulty idea scripturally. Now, you know, should we care for the poor? Absolutely. But does that mean giving them money? Um, now, there are definitely times where Jesus talks about, you know, if somebody asks for your, you know, your coat, give them your cloak also and things like that. But we also see some other things in the Bible that I think are, are worth taking into account. Uh, I don't think it's the the personal responsibility of every Christian to give away everything they own to to everyone else, um, because then, the, then they have nothing else to give. And um, a lot of times, sadly, people that find themselves in impoverished situations, there are those obviously that have medical issues, um, health issues that have kept them from bettering their position. But a lot of times, honestly, so much of what I saw when I was trying to help people was their own personal choices. Um, you would have people come in that, um, you know, their, their personal choices were the cause of their financial problems. They were not wise with, with money and no amount of money I was going to give them was going to get them out of poverty. Um, so the question is, you know, what do we do as Christians? Well, one thing is, I think, to keep in mind is, first of all, this. I don't believe it's the church's job to take care of every poor person on earth. Um, I think we need to be looking to better their lives and better their position. But throwing money at things doesn't always better the position. Oftentimes, it does the opposite. And so we need to be prayerful, number one. We need to be prayerful about what we do. The second thing is there are some biblical principles to keep in mind. One of is, what he says here is, he says, distributing to the needs of the saints. See, the church, it says in the Bible, you know, they'll know you are Christians by your love for one another. It's 
what it says. Not your love, that's the song, but your love for one another. See, it's primarily the, the, the church, the people within the church, within the local body taking care of each other. And I think that's what he's, he's saying here is, you know, distributing to the needs of the saints, those brothers and sisters that are lacking, I can step up and I can distribute to their needs. Now, the one, you know, everywhere I've been in ministry, I've seen the same problem, and that is people taking advantage of the giver. And, and it's one of those things, it's hard. It's hard enough to become jaded against people always asking for money. And I mean, I could, I could go on for two or no, I could probably do five episodes just telling stories about people that scam me, you know, came to the church and, and I believed their little story and found out later that they told that story to eight other churches and that they were uh, just taking advantage. And that's kind of heartbreaking. And, and I think that those kind of things were going on in the early church. So I want to read something. And this is from First uh, Timothy. And uh, Paul is writing to Timothy talking about this issue of taking care of people in the church. And this is what he says in verse 3. He says, Honor widows who are really widows. But if any widow has children or grandchildren, let them first learn to show piety at home and to repay their parents. For this is good and acceptable before God. All right, so he's saying first, uh, it's not the church's primary job. It's the family. It's the family's primary job. And then he says this. Now she who is really a widow and left alone trusts in God and continues in supplications and prayers night and day. But she who lives in pleasure is dead while she lives. And these, thing, and these things command that they may be blameless. But if anyone does not provide for his own. Well, actually, I'm going to stop right there. Because remember he said at the beginning, honor widows who are really widows. He says those widows who are trusting in the Lord and continuing in supplication and prayer, those are really widows, not the ones, he says, who live in pleasure. Um, and so there's a difference here. He's talking about honoring, you know, taking care of them, uh, let their family primarily. But if they're just living for pleasure, there's no obligation that he's giving them to take care of them. And, you know, so it's one of those things like if I go to somebody's house and they need money for their electric bill and I walk into their house and I see their counter is covered with beer bottles. I'm not obligated to pay their electric bill. I'm not obligated as a, as a church member to help them because they are, what does he say there? Um, he says, um, she who lives in pleasure is dead while she lives. He goes on and says, and these things command that they may be blameless. But if anyone does not provide for his own, and especially for those of his own household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. Do not let a widow under 60 years old be taken into your number, and not unless she has been the wife of one man. Well reported for good works, if she has brought up children, if she has lodged strangers, if she has washed the saints' feet, if she has relieved the afflicted, if she has diligently followed every good work. But refuse the younger widows, for... When they have begun to grow wanton against Christ, they desire to marry. And he goes on from there. And so the, the point being that he's giving us this idea that we don't just blindly hand out money to everybody. That's not the church's job. He's saying the church needs to be wise with what God has given them. And if that person is not following the Lord, if that person is living in wickedness, don't fund wickedness. Don't fund wickedness. Now, you might not like that, but I think that's the whole general idea is that we're not going to 
pay somebody to live in wickedness, to live in, in death and continue to offend God. It doesn't make any sense. And so ultimately, what's the answer? Ultimately, be prayerful about providing and giving to people. Um, we need to love people. Sometimes loving them is providing something for them, something they need, providing food uh, for them. Um, and so it's one of those things. Be prayerful about it. And it's hard because there are so many people that want to take advantage of you. Don't become jaded. Don't become bitter and bitter. Don't start to think that every person that asks for help is trying to take advantage of you. Um, but be prayerful. Be prayerful and be careful. Hopefully that uh, challenges you. Hopefully it encourages you. And um, look for people to bless. Have a great day. Talk to you next time.